attending one class allows you to be a spotter. Other than that, we just want people that are interested in weather and also interested in helping out uh, the warning system. Uh, we need those spotter reports to issue our most accurate and timely warnings as possible. And so if you're into community service, into the weather, uh, spotter training is perfect for you. So what does a spotter do when one sees a severe weather event, such as a tornado? How do they relay that information to the weather service? Yeah, most of our spotters are just going to be at home or at their place of work, or maybe they're out and about uh, shopping or running errands. Uh, when they see a weather event, uh, whether it's tornado formation or large hail or wind or wind damage, uh, what they'll generally do is just call us on our toll-free uh, spotter phone number uh, and, uh, and give us that report. They can also file reports uh, through social media, as I understand it now. They can. Uh, there are a number of other ways. We have a large amateur radio uh, community, and uh, we have a lot of spotters that are going to report through amateur radio. And then uh, social networking, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and also through our webpage. Uh, we do train our spotters, though, that we do want either amateur radio or that phone call because it allows that two-way communication just in case there's any questions and we need to discuss anything. The social media is great for after the fact, you know, a half an hour, an hour after the storm moves through if you're reporting damage or if you have pictures. Uh, that's a great way to get pictures uh, out to the weather service and out to the world of that severe weather event. And that helps you confirm, uh, say, for example, a tornado has touched down. Yeah, ultimately, we want our spotters to be giving us uh, confirmation. Uh, we strive to get those warnings out with about uh, 15 to 25 minutes worth of lead time. And so hopefully our spotters are giving us reports to confirm what we've issued in the warning. Um, and then those spotter reports do also help downstream communities for future warnings uh, or uh, for us to continue the warning for the community that they're in. With all the forecasting technology that you do have today, it sounds like you really do still need spotters to provide those eyes on the ground for you. We certainly do. Uh, the radar and satellite and observational data is terrific, but... Uh, the, the radar data, for example, is looking at the cloud base, so when we see rotation in that cloud base, uh, we need the spotters to tell us if that rotation is um, anything more than a wall cloud, if it's the uh, funnel cloud or tornado. Uh, we, we still need the spotters to tell us if it's uh, golf ball size hail or baseball size hail. The radar is really good at seeing hail. Uh, but uh, it has a difficult time giving us the exact, uh, exact measurement of that hail. Uh, and, uh, and wind is one of the more difficult things for us to detect. Uh, radar can see some of the wind signatures, but for the radar, it almost has to be coming directly at the, at the radar at a, sort of a 90-degree angle. If there's any other sort of angle that the wind is hitting, uh, it's a little more difficult for the radar to see it, and so we do need our spotters to tell us what is actually happening on the ground. How long are the training sessions, and how quickly do they fill up? Well, the training sessions are going to last between an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half. Uh, a lot of that depends on how many questions that the group has. And certain classes fill up very fast, uh, and especially in Metro Detroit. Uh, we have a large group of spotters, a lot of people interested in, and we appreciate all their help. And so it's always a good idea to contact the local emergency management office that is sponsoring the, uh, uh, the Skywarn training and, uh, and reserve your seat.